This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Speaking to his flock in the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, we join Archbishop Alexander Sample as he reflects upon our faith, culture, and life in the church on The Voice of the Shepherd. Joining Archbishop Sample is your host, Dina Marie Hale. And now, The Voice of the Shepherd. Greetings and welcome to The Voice of the Shepherd with His Excellency Archbishop Alexander Sample. I'm Dina Marie. And as we come together today, we're going to tackle a topic about spiritual warfare and talk about prayer, talk about fighting evil with our Lord Jesus Christ. Only by God's grace can we move forward in any battle, in any battle that we have from the littlest to the biggest. But are we at war? I guess is the question we're going to (laughs) ask. And I think the answer is yes. (laughs) Would you help us begin, uh, Archbishop, with your prayer? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, Through the passion, death, and glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus, you have reconciled the world to yourself, and you have defeated the ancient enemy, your enemy, and you have brought us back to yourself in Christ. The victory is ours in your Son, Jesus, Father, even though we continue to fight the battles and the struggles of this life in this world. So, Father, we ask you to guide our time together today to help us understand the reality in which we live, not in any sense of fear, but always in that great sense of hope and trust in your mercy and in the power of your Son's victory. All of this we ask through the same Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Mary, conceive without sin. Pray for us who have recourse to thee. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, like you said, we can't we can't encounter our enemy if we don't know who that is. And and we talk these words about spiritual battle, not in fear, but in a realization. I think even Jesus told us in the scriptures, you're going to have enemies yeah. because the enemy is my enemy. Right. Right. So if we believe in Jesus, if we follow him, we have his enemy. Right. Exactly. Right. Which is exactly. that, that serpent that tempted Adam and Eve and continues to uh, roam the world to, yeah. to snare us. Yeah, you know the. Uh, I, I think that we need to. We just need to be. Uh, again, I, I, this is going to sound. I, I know for maybe for some a program like this is going to sound very medieval <laughs> uh, and archaic in some ways. But I, I, I think we just need to face the reality in mm-hmm. which we we live. You know, and and it's been said more and more and more by by more than one by popes that you know the devil's uh, sort of greatest strategy is to convince us that he doesn't exist. And there are many, I have to tell you, there are many people out there mm-hmm. who do not believe in the existence of the enemy, of Satan, Lucifer, the devil. Um, I've talked to Catholics who don't believe in, in, in the devil, in, in Satan, which is shocking to me. And it's sort of like, well, then what do we need Jesus for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, what do we need the redemption for? What do we need the right. sacrifice of the cross and the glorious resurrection for if, 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 if not for our, our defeat over the enemy who had us in his grasp? Um, 
you know, the, several, several years ago, I don't know how long ago the essay was written, but a, a famous Catholic author uh, by the name of Peter Kreft, it's uh, spelled K-R-E-E-F-T. He also wrote a wonderful book called uh, uh, The Snakebite Letters, which was sort of a modern day updating of C.S. Lewis's The, the Screwtape Letters. But he wrote an essay called The Winning Strategy. You might want to look that up, uh, folks, if, if you can Google that. We, that's what we say now these days, I right? Know. Google it, Google it. Um, but it's a great, it's a great essay because it puts it in in sharp reality for us of what we're engaged in. And basically, he says, you know, in this in this battle that we are in, is it's a spiritual battle, it's a spiritual warfare. You know, three things are essential. Number one, we have to know that we are in a mm-hmm. battle. We ha- we need to know we are at war. Okay, there is a spiritual warfare going on here. And I know, I know, I know. Some people don't like that kind of language, but my gosh, this is this is what the whole story has been about from Adam and Eve. <laughs> we are in a battle, a spiritual warfare with with an enemy. So we need to know that first of all. Secondly, we need to know who the enemy is. Mm-hmm. And thirdly, we need to know. Okay, well then, what's the strategy? What's the winning strategy? What are the weapons that we need to use? To, to engage in this warfare and win this this battle. And, and I love the way uh, Peter Kreft starts the essay. It's, it's very tongue-in-cheek and very funny. But he says, you know, if you don't realize that civilization is in a crisis today, uh, I hope you had a nice trip to the moon. <laughs> in other words, like, where have you been? Mm-hmm. Look around you. We are engaged in, in a spiritual warfare. We always have been. Right. Uh, I, I I used to I used to say that you know okay the good thing the good news is this war has already been won mm-hmm. even though we I used to say even though we have to st- still fight out the final battles the war is won because Jesus Christ has conquered uh, through his glorious death and resurrection and the enemy is defeated I heard I heard someone say uh, recently they'll put it a different way he says you know yeah. The war's already over and has been won. We're just we're just doing the mop up. <laughs> we're yeah. doing the mop up operations right now, right? But it's important that we realize that 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 we have an enemy, because God has an enemy, mm-hmm. and He is Satan, Lucifer, the fallen angel, the great fallen angel. You know, some of our theological speculation is that Lucifer might have been the smartest, the brightest, the most beautiful of all the angelic creatures, uh, but he rebelled against God. In pride, he would not serve. Non serviam, I will not serve. And uh, we don't know exactly what the nature of his rebellion against God was. Uh, some theologians have speculated that when, when God's plan of salvation was revealed to Satan, to Lucifer, that you know God was going to come to the rescue of the human creature by becoming a man himself, and that one day Lucifer would have to bow down and worship before the Son of God made flesh in a human nature. Because angelic nature is far above human nature. It's, it's a more perfect form of, of creature uh, because it's pure spirit, pure intelligence. Angels know things in a different way than rational creatures do. Uh, they know things intuitively, we call it. Uh, whereas rational creatures like human beings have to reason through things. Uh, so they're more intelligent. Um, they're a, a more spiritual, higher nature, if you will, in the order of creation. And that Lucifer would have to bow down and worship before a human form 
uh, that Christ would take to himself that he would not. He said, no, Serbium, I will not serve. I will not do that. And, and rebelled and took, took maybe some speculation. If you read Revelation with a certain interpretation, maybe a third of the angels fell with him and followed him. Now he's, he's God's enemy. He is God's enemy. And he, he, he hates God because he has lost God forever. He's rebelled. Now, he can't attack God directly. <laughs> it's pointless. Mm-hmm. He can't battle with God. God is omnipotence. Uh, all, all glory and, and power is in God. He, Satan has, is, is a creature. He's limited. He's not infinite. He's not infinite in intelligence. He's not infinite in power. He's not in, infinite in influence. Only God is. So there's no point in going up against God. That's, a, that's, that's futile. So what does he do? He goes after that which is most precious to God, mm-hmm. his children, us. God created each one of us in his own image and likeness. And that's what we read in Genesis. We are very special to God. We are the crowning work, if you will, of the visible creation of earth. Um, and we are very precious in God's eyes. We, as I said, are created in his own image and likeness. And he has given his life for us. He has redeemed us in his son, Jesus. We are so precious to him. And so the enemy goes after us in order to get back at God. We are the target now. God, I mean, I mean, the, the enemy, Satan, Lucifer, he hates us. Mm-hmm. He really, he really hates us. Um, and because he doesn't want us to have what he can no longer have. He has been thrown out of the kingdom of heaven, the eternal bliss of being with God forever. He's lost that, and he doesn't want us to have it. So he's going to try to do everything he can to take us down and to remove us from God's protection, to remove us from God's presence for all eternity. Uh, he goes after us. Uh, and, and so that's, that's the attack of the enemy. And so we need to know that. We need to be very, very clear that we are in a spiritual warfare, and, and the enemy is very, very real. So we know we're at battle. We know the enemy. The enemy is not my neighbor. The Uh-oh. enemy is Satan. The enemy isn't the politician. The enemy That's isn't the absolutely news. absolutely right. You know, the enemy is Satan. And so the third part of that opening of the letter, what are the weapons? How are we going to face that? Exactly. You know, the first person that comes to my mind is our blessed mother. But, but let's talk about right. what are the weapons that we have as human beings— we're not angels. We're not super spirits. <laughs> but we do have God's grace. We can choose to have God's grace, Abs- I guess I abs- should say. Absolutely. Yes. You know, and, and it's, yeah, it's very important to realize that, that there are, uh, yeah, so we, we, yeah, I'm glad you point that out, uh, Dina Marie, because really the enemy is not, right. uh, you name it. The enemy is not the secular media, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which has been pretty hard on the church here locally lately. <laughs> the enemy is not the atheist. The enemy is not the Protestant. The enemy is not the political people who disagree with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the enemy is not the people that want us dead. The enemy is not the people that are spray painting in, in, in mm-hmm. our churches and, 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 and you know damaging our churches. That's not the, they're not the enemy. The enemy is Satan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we need to keep our eye on the ball mm-hmm. and keep our fix fixation where it should be. Yeah. But what is the strategy? What are the weapons? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, again, I go back to this wonderful essay of, of, of Peter Crift. He points out the the enemy or the the strategy, the weapon is holiness. Mm-hmm. There it is. The way to win this battle is to become saints to do everything we can to become saints, 
to live totally for God. This, this infuriates the enemy and defeats him. And what does that mean? Well, you know, we make means of all, we make use of all the means that God gives us for our own sanctification, for our own growth and holiness, to become on that pathway to sainthood, really. And, you know, God gives us everything that we need. He gives us himself. He gives us the grace of the sacraments. When we are baptized, we are adopted by God spiritually in a powerful way. We're filled with his life and grace. We're given the gift of sanctifying grace that transforms our soul. We get the strength that comes from the sacraments. We get strengthened in confirmation by the gift of the Holy Spirit. We're strengthened every time we receive the Most Holy Eucharist, when Jesus comes to us truly present, as we talked about last week. Um, We're strengthened every time we repent of our sins and receive the sacrament of penance and reconciliation and confession. We're strengthened in our efforts to live the married life through the sacrament of holy matrimony. Priests, deacons, bishops are strengthened through the grace of holy orders to live out their vocation faithfully. When we're sick and infirm and weak, we're strengthened through the grace of the anointing of the sick. So the sacraments constantly bring us God's grace and strength for living this holy life. We have prayer. Our relationship with the Lord that we foster in our conversations with him in prayer, we call upon him in our need and to strengthen us. I mean, I do this. I I don't, you know, I do this every morning. I'm so blessed to be able to, to do that every morning in prayer to spend long time in prayer, just just asking God to be with me, to strengthen me, putting my my needs before Him, putting the needs of the church before Him here, um, strengthened by His Word and, and the sacraments. Uh, I mean, the, His Word and in, in, in the Bible to 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 meditate upon the Word of God that speaks powerfully to us, to to be strengthened through other people in the body of Christ, the church be strengthened in our works of charity and kindness toward others as we are merciful and exercise the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. All of this sanctifies us, makes us holy, and combats the enemy and and ultimately will defeat him. Uh, Peter Kreft basically says, you know, that that we've got to become a saint. Mm-hmm. And we hear that. I know we hear that. And we think, oh, man, that's not for me. That's such a high goal. I could never do that. You know, I look at these saints, look at the Blessed Mother, you know, look at St. Therese of Lisieux or look at St. John Vianney or St. Francis or Dominic or you, you name them, mm-hmm. you know, that's not me. You know, that's that's too high for me. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Every one of those saints was a human person just like you or me. And quite honestly, some of the greatest of the saints really went, underwent profound conversions mm-hmm. in their life. They weren't always, you know, as I, as I say, we weren't, they weren't born with a halo. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, just a good example would be somebody like St. Augustine, you know, the great saint and father of the church and doctor of the church and bishop and great saint, probably the greatest theologian uh, along with Thomas Aquinas the church has ever known. But he, he was a rascal. In his younger great life. Great sinner. Yeah, he was a great sinner. <laughs> and read, read his confessions. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, it's within our reach. And what mm-hmm. Peter Krepp points out is if we don't, if we're not a saint, there's one reason why we're not a saint. And it's because we really don't want to be. We don't really want to pay the price that that's going to cost us to completely give ourselves to God completely, to hold nothing back for ourselves to surrender to him totally and to, to deny ourselves completely 
to let go of everything that we try to cling to in this world, whether that's comfort or influence or power or our reputation even. Yes, can you be things like money and power and possessions and whatever? Uh, but, you know, I think sometimes just our own ego to let go. He says, if, we, if we're not a saint, it's because we really don't want to be. We don't want to pay the price that it's going to cost us. And that's, that's the battle for all of us. Believe me, it's the battle for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not a saint. I'm not a saint because uh, I still cling to a lot of things of this world. And I hope as time goes on, I'll be able to let go of the, and let's loosen my grip. But, you know, he, he said, you know, I mean, look what he, he points out, Peter Krepp points out, look what one Mother Teresa did. St. Teresa of Calcutta, look at, the, look at the influence that she made in the world by one solitary saintly life. What if we had 10 Mother Teresas? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know, you know, this is, this is somewhat apocryphal, but, but uh, an exorcist reported that during an exorcism once, the demon... And listen, folks, I know you may think this is all Hollywood and crazy talk, but let me tell you something. Possession, demonic influences mm-hmm. are very, very real. Don't let them, don't, you know, be sensationalized about it, you know, like the, in the movies sometimes. It's real. And a demon once said to an exorcist in, in the context of, a, of an exorcism, oh, no, not him. And, and the priest pressed him and he says, what do you mean? Well, in the, St. John Vianney showed up uh, sort of at the exorcism, you know, I mean, he was obviously the priest didn't see him, but the demon could see the presence of St. John Vianney who had been called upon to come and aid in this exorcism. And he says, oh no, not him. He says, what do you mean? He says, 10 more like him and we would be completely defeated. Mm-hmm. 10 St. John Vianney's would completely destroy and defeat Satan. The battle would be won. You know, so we shouldn't underestimate, uh, you know, the, the, the power that our, our holiness and our desire to grow closer to Christ and in love for him and for one another can, can really uh, defeat uh, the power of, of the enemy. And I think it's, it's really important that we not be afraid. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, you know, we, we, people get weird ideas about all this stuff and demonic talk of the demonic and influences and fallen angels and demons that, 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 that are about, uh, you know, as we say in the prayer to St. Michael, the archangel, you know, prowling about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. That's exactly what he does. Mm-hmm. You know, we read that in the book of Revelation after, you know, he, he tries to devour the son of God to be born of the virgin, but you know, he, instead he goes after, he goes around the earth, uh, to, to attack and drag down all her children, the children of the church, the children of the Blessed Virgin Mary. You know, he's, he is on the prowl for us. But we needn't be afraid of him. God is, God is, is infinitely, infinitely more powerful. And if we're united with Jesus and close to him, we have nothing to fear. Um, you know, so I, we shouldn't have this morbid fear of the demonic, but we should have a healthy realization and just be real uh, about uh, the presence of evil. Right. And I think that approach, like you're saying, Archbishop, is that we're part of God's family. So we have this mighty, God provided these angels. He did provide St. Michael the Archangel. He did give us his mother. And he said, behold your mother. She's going to take care of us. But we also have a responsibility 
like like you said, to be holy. And so that's a decision. It's a choice that I can make to love or to not love, to serve or to not serve. You know, am I going to turn to the Lord or turn away from him? I can choose. And he does give us free will, doesn't he, to choose that route to holiness. Right. You know, and I, I think that, you know, it is a choice. And we, we don't want to become Pelagians, which was a heresy right. in the elite church that, you know, we're, we work out our own salvation by ourselves. No, it's all all by God's grace. Yeah, yeah. My spiritual director likes to remind me every time I talk about, you know, my will. Yeah, he would always correct me. Your graced will. <laughs> Your yes. graced will. Yes. yes, you have a will. And you have to use your will and your free will that God gave you to choose good and to avoid evil. But it's, it's that will is also graced by God. Mm-hmm. God gives us the strength. He strengthens our will by his grace when we stay united with him. But it, it, is, it is our choice. We have to decide. And to not decide is a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to decide who we're going to walk with. You know, are we going to walk with the spirit of the world? Or are we going to walk with Jesus and the faith? That, that has been revealed to us in Scripture and in the living tradition of the church. You know, I, I, I just, I, a, lot of the, a lot of the cultural realities that we live with today, I'm just going to say it. I think of our, our demonic origins and attacks on the, the imago dei, the, the image of God in us. You know, whether it's marriage and family, whether mm-hmm. it's the, 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 the unborn child or the elderly and the infirm, or whether it's you know just even the, the understanding of what a human being is, mm-hmm. as God created us to be, uh, these are all these are all attacks on the, on the image of God in 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 us, and so yeah, we need to be very I think attentive to these things, and 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 align ourselves with Jesus. You know, Jesus. You know, uh, he was no. We we sometimes have these caricatures of Jesus. You know, he's like he's the big marshmallow in the sky. You know, I mean, he was pretty tough, and especially tough in confronting demons. Read the Gospels. I mean, these aren't fantasies. Uh, you know, as as we're taping this show, of course, you folks, I mean, you know, you realize we tape these shows ahead of time. But uh, the gospel reading for Mass this morning, as we're that we're t- the day we're taping this, was Jesus driving out the the, yeah. the demons from the two demoniacs. Uh, you know, into the swine, you know, that went over the cliff and into the sea. You know, I mean, these stuff happened in the gospel. And uh, Jesus is very explicit about uh, the enemy. You know, so if we if we think that, you know, this is archaic thinking or medieval thinking or this isn't for the modern mind, well, that's just pride. That's just flat-out pride, intellectual pride. Oh, I'm too sophisticated to believe all these fairy tales and, and, and nonsense. Well, that's pride. And... You know, and the the enemy has us right where he wants us. Yes, you know, he wants to convince us that it's just foolishness, mm-hmm. and we needn't be concerned about these things. And oh, the church is you know too, too paying too much close attention to this stuff and talking about this stuff. Well, I'll continue to talk about it until my last breath, because right, right. I'm I'm responsible for the salvation of souls. And uh, and Jesus said, you know, the world uh, will hate you, but fear not, mm-hmm. for I have overcome the world. <laughs> Elsewhere, he says, you know, don't be surprised if the world hates you because it hated me before you. And if you're with me, you know, you're going to have trouble in this world. But fear not, as he said, for I've overcome the world. You're going to have trouble, but don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. You know, I've overcome the world. Stay with me. Hang in there with me. Walk with me. Absolutely. And for those who may have had that temptation, 
that doubt, that that self-doubt, self-doubt may come in our minds. Well, am I, should I really go to daily mass? Maybe it's not that big of a deal. Should I, well, I don't know, adoration. Should I really, well, that holy rosary every day. Is that a little too much? There's a temptation to let, to to just kind of do the bare minimum, mm-hmm. a minimalist attitude. I've heard that a lot. Mm-hmm. How do we fortify ourselves to move through that and say, no, I want to be holy. Well, I think I think we need to read the words that uh, the Lord said in the book of Revelation. Uh, when he was at the beginning of the book of Revelation, Jesus speaks to the churches of the time, uh, the, the, the churches already established. And when he speaks to the church of Laodicea, this is the where he says, you know, you are neither hot nor cold, but lukewarm. And because you're lukewarm, I'm going to literally vomit you out of my mouth. I mean, whoo, strong words from our Lord. Those are the words of Jesus now. And I think that's what it is. It's a lukewarmness. Mm-hmm. And, and there was, a, again, a, another book uh, written by an author. Oh, what was his name? Uh, uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. A uh, Spanish-speaking priest, a sp- priest from Spain, Carvajal, Carvajal, Carvajal. And he wrote a book, and the title of the book says it all, Lukewarmness, the Devil in Disguise. Lukewarmness, the Devil in Disguise. You know, because I think, you know, if Satan showed up to your house and tried to to convince you to follow him, I think we'd all say, oh, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. But he comes to us much more subtly. He tempts us to that lukewarmness. Ah, it's good enough. Ah, I'm holy enough. Ah, we don't want to become extreme with this stuff. You know, and, and yeah, I can just kind of coast through where I am. You know, folks, we're either growing in the spiritual life or we are diminishing in the mm-hmm. spiritual life. Mm-hmm. We cannot maintain a, 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 a same state for very long. We either grow or we begin to regress as that lukewarmness slips in. So be vigilant. You know, uh, I mean, you know, St. Paul says that, right? Or is it St. Peter? I should know this. Uh, I think it's maybe St. Peter, you know, stay sober and alert. Your opponent, the devil, is prowling like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, solid in your faith. Mm -hmm. We read that at night prayer, Compline, in the office every week. Stay sober and alert for your opponent, the devil, is prowling like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, solid in your faith. There we have it, the words of scripture itself. On the road to holiness. On the road to holiness. Let's be a saint. Always be I a saint. Well, let's close this time with your blessing, please. Yeah, what was it? Was that was wasn't that Patrick Coffin's old line? It from, was Patrick Coffin's closing uh, wait, line. Wait, I know be he's still saint. around, what but when he was yeah, be a saint. What else is there? <laughs> All right, the Lord be with you and with your spirit. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon all of you, your families and loved ones, and be with you this day and forever. Amen. Amen. And we want to thank you for joining us on this episode of The Voice of the Shepherd. We hope that you join us again next week. For Archbishop Alexander Sample, I'm Dina Marie Hale. Until our next encounter, may God be with you. You've been listening to The Voice of the Shepherd with Archbishop Alexander Sample, a production of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. To subscribe to this podcast and access to all of our past shows, visit moderndayradio.com. Please email your comments and questions for the show to info at archdpdx.org. Learn more about the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon online at archdpdx.org. Peace be with you. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.